Welcome to Priestesses Prescribe, a fresh new take on a spiritual wellness podcast. Join us, Erica of Boss Bruja and Alex of High Priestess of Brooklyn, as we blend astrological advice and holistic wellness through the lens of tarot for our new and full moon forecasts. We'll also bring you deeper dives into topics like what the hell happens during a Saturn return and how to properly cleanse your space. Now, let's get spiritual. Hey, Erica. Hey, Alex. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, getting more acquainted with my bathroom floor. I see that. (laughs) So, if this is not 2020, I don't know what is. It's just so metaphorical sometimes. Extremely literal. (laughs) Extremely. Honestly, this sounds better in here, so it might just be my new office. Yeah, they say record in bathrooms. The small size, the acoustics, it bounces off the walls well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, here here I am. <laughs> I think uh, it's, you know, we, we figure things out. We're adaptable. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here we are. So, so speaking of adapting, we're in the eclipse phase we had an eclipse with our full moon last time if you remember and here we are with another eclipse this time with the new moon and it's a solar eclipse in Sagittarius and because of this eclipse season we are reminded to take the unexpected in stride right now the Sagittarian moon and sun are trying to well, first of all, they're conjunct with Mercury, which means that Mercury is also in Sagittarius right now. And conjunctions intensify or magnify the energy of whatever is happening. So if you have more than one planet in your own chart that are conjuncts, then that means, let's say it's your, recently we had a conjunction on that full moon on Halloween, we had a conjunction with Uranus, and that intensified the disruptive energy of that full moon. And so wherever that is happening in your chart, you can start to play around with what that means. But in any case, what this means for us is Sun and Moon conjunct in Mercury, also trine to Mars and Aries. So while this is an energy of we're kind of going to expect the unexpected, we do, we can make some predictions here. Number one, this is always with a new moon, a blank slate energy. But when it comes to an eclipse, it's almost like this feeling of breaking down barriers so much so that you're exposed. So this would feel a little bit more uncomfortable than just simply a new moon where we're starting a new fresh slate. You know, a lot of people like that energy of the newness. This still has that, but it has this energy of, oh, I'm kind of a sitting duck in a way, or I'm, you know, in a position right now where I'm a bit more vulnerable than usual. So what also could come up here, if any of you have experienced jolts of exposure in any way or vulnerability in any way, some other emotions can come along with that. So I don't necessarily want to put words in your mouth, but you can think about that and ruminate on that in your own life. And then with the trine to Mars, we know Mars is the planet of action. Mars loves to be in Aries. Now Mars is moving direct. We know that. So even though we're feeling a bit exposed, this 
energy gives us the chance to do something about this. So we have a plan of action. We have Mercury helping us out, really helping us understand what's happening here. And then how do we actually make a plan forward? How do we use our words, our thoughts, our words, and translate them into action? So there is a strong energy here that could be used for execution. And I think that's important to note, specifically for this time of year, uh, we are going through a lot in the U.S. We have been all year, you know, with the coronavirus. This is a time of, I believe that the 14th will feel like a real pinnacle of exposure. And if you think about the virus and just keeping yourself safe, you know, you do want to be cognizant of that exposure energy on that and like taking kind of a different approach to it. But otherwise, this does allow you to take what is happening for you and really translate that into action. Yeah, 100%. And the cards are echoing that completely. One thing that is coming up, well, in the first card, which is the Four of Swords reversed, right? is talking about this energy of exhaustion, burnout, a deep contemplation, but also that essence of stagnation, which Alex was so perfectly talking about. This stillness, this time of wanting to make a change and wanting to make a decision and trying to be very patient and meditate and pray and reflect, but still feeling as if like, oh, I don't know what to do. Or, oh, when is something going to fall out of the sky and, you know, knock me in the head and finally it's going, I need to go in this direction. So definitely there is a feeling of, of like a stalemate. And this is a really uncomfortable feeling, especially for people who are more fiery and watery. We're not necessarily the kind of individuals that just want to stay still. It's in our natural essence to flow. It's in our natural essence to start a fire and have blaze energy floating through the air. So this this idea of stagnation is very uncomfortable for us. But again, the beauty of this new moon and this time is that wisdom is around the corner and the wisdom is showing up in the four of cups and typically this card can talk about this idea of again reflecting a meditation or someone is giving you something but this want to not necessarily receive however in this depiction of the image on this card this person this energy is sitting under a tree and this tree I think of as a wisdom tree, right? And how I define wisdom is this idea of one's ability to see beyond the obvious by heeding the words of your elders or spirit, right? Oftentimes when we talk to someone and we're seeking advice from someone who's been there, done that, yes, it's coming from their experience, but it's also coming from a higher place. It's a higher form of guidance. It's, it's advice but from a soulful perspective, from a guiding perspective. So for those of us who have been feeling exhaustion and burnout, there is action coming, you know, but the action is coming through actually receiving the words, receiving that message in your dream, reaching out to someone who's been there, done that, allowing yourself to listen, and then from there making a concrete strategy towards action, which reveals itself with the Knight of Wands, which is our last card for this full moon, which talks energy and movement and moving past this idea of stagnation, full energy, impulsiveness, adventure, inspired action, right? And when we talk about inspired action, it really talks about this 
strategy, the calculation of your decision. And when we talk about strategy and calculation, sometimes it's this idea of manipulation, but that's not what it is at all. It's really how can I make the best decisions that are most sound for myself and everyone else involved in a way that doesn't, you know, put me in a bind financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. So this time of stagnation has come to an end, right? There is a full opportunity to receive in wisdom and love and to get the message from your higher power and from spirit. And once you have that message, apply it and apply it with strategy, apply it with honor with love. And a huge part of applying it sort of just means taking a step back, rejuvenating, having time to reflect, which also can be thought of as some form of a detox, but we will get there in a few minutes. Alex, do you have anything that you want to share about the cards? I think it's so spot on, of course. It doesn't really (laughs) surprise me. I love the fours back to back too, because I think that there is an energy of taking a mental break and then taking a emotional break and you're doing it sort of at the same time. So you're not engaging. I always think of the four energy, actually 2020 was a year of four numerologically. Wow. I said that word, right. That's probably the first (laughs) time I've ever like not stumbled on that. It is an energy of instead of going, it's waiting, it's receptive, it's an energy of like chilling out and seeing what comes forward to you. So you can even see it in the imagery of those two cards in particular. One, the person is lying down flat and the other is almost like a coffin-like. It depends on which deck you're looking at, but in the rider weight. And then with the four of cups, it's like, yeah, he's chilling under that tree. It's very Buddha-esque, kind of like being presented some options and waiting. And that's not always the energy that we should be using. But when employed, it can be so powerful because we're so used to, especially in our culture, like just going after what you want immediately, immediate gratification, instant gratification. And with that comes along potential misinformation, going before you know, really where you're going and then like having to backtrack. So there's really value in like waiting and waiting for that inspiration to strike, which I think is so powerful to think about the Knight of Wands coming through at the end. It's perfect because it's, yes, it could be seen as impulsive if if it's just that energy alone, but because we've waited for that energy to come, which is also in line with the Sagittarian energy, fire, fire signs, represented by the wands. So we see this like inspired action and you've waited for that. So that's how you know it's the right time to to strike. For sure. And recently I came across a quote that that just warmed up my spirit and spoke to me in a way that I, I needed. You typically hear the saying as patience is a virtue. Patience is a weapon. Therefore, patience is empowerment. And the fours in this in these cards speak to that perfectly. Again, you know, sometimes this idea of waiting and stillness is extremely difficult. If you are of a certain personality, the more fiery you are, the watery you are, you just we just don't like 
to sit still. There's a beauty in stillness. There's a beauty in patience. There's a beauty in allowing spiritual wisdom to overwhelm you and overflow you because that's when you know you're making decisions that are sound, that are rational, that are full of maturity. And then you also allow your guides, your ancestors, your higher power to actually be involved. Oftentimes we take them out of the equation in haste, in rush, in in just trying to do whatever makes us feel good from an ego perspective. But when we actually take some time to allow the period of pause, right, or that valley moment to actually exist in our life, no matter how long it takes, eventually when that, that message does come to us, we can implement in a way that's peaceful. And we don't we won't feel as if we rushed or we made mistakes. So there really is a beauty in this energy. And the more mature you become, the more you see that. Totally. I love that quote. That's such a good quote. Yeah, I it's feel amazing. like yeah, it's it's interesting to think about in that word, like employing too, like deploying or employing, like it it suggests that you have a choice on when you're going to be patient and, and strategic, like you mentioned earlier. So that is, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. I struggle, <laughs> with, I struggle with patience, but I've also stopped saying that out loud. I think that there's power in our words, you know, obviously, but when we say that we can't do something or we're not good at something, we only perpetuate that. And I think that that's, this is also a good time to think about what words am I saying? What phrases am I saying all the time? Am I saying, I suck at patience or I'm not very patient? Well, you're only kind of solidifying that for yourself then. Do you really want to work on it? You could right. say, I'm working on becoming more patient. It's all in the words. It's essentially when we speak, we're casting a spell on ourselves and other people. So yeah, I, I agree that there there has to be selectivity in what we speak, but also there has to be selectivity in what we consume, which also adds to this idea of wanting to make haste. You know, like if we happen to go on social media and we see that, you know, this person over here has a new job and this person over here just had a baby and this person over here just got engaged. And it's like, oh, what is happening in my life? You know? So it's almost as if the things that we're consuming and the things that we're allowing into our stratosphere, into our energy field is also perpetuating this idea of I need to, I need to move. I need to I need to do something with myself. If I stay still, it almost means that I'm not successful. It means that I'm a failure, which I think this is a perfect segue to the actual prescription for the week, a detox, specifically a social media detox, which we as the priestesses are totally going to partake in because... Again, this is a time of receiving wisdom, and sometimes in doing that, you have to unplug. Rather, all the time in doing that, you need to unplug. And again, social media is an amazing tool, but social media is also a tool that can create anxiety and depression. And if you ever watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix, which is a documentary that I think everyone should see, 
uh, you will also understand the ways that social media can be perpetuating this idea of haste before things are actually in its time and season. I love that. It's going to be the first time I've ever done a social media detox. So I'm into it. An intentional one, let's say. Like maybe I've done it before on vacations or something. I definitely have. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying it. Like, I guess I've never done it intentionally to say like, I'm not going on today. I'm really removing myself. I think social media can be so great in so many ways. We're moving into the age of Aquarius. It means we can connect to people from all over the place. It means we can learn from them. We can engage with them. We can be entertained. And all of that is so well and good. But especially during an eclipse time, what we know about that is this energy of potential anxiety, potential misinformation, you know, like it does require you to take a step back and say, is this the truth? Is this my truth? Is this what's important for me to know right now? Or am I being influenced by what's happening on my screen? And the reality is you're always being influenced by what's on your screen. In that same social dilemma, (laughs) there's a really powerful quote that says, if you do not pay for the product, you are the product. I'm sure everyone listening has in some way, shape or form, at least heard of the social dilemma, but that's pretty frightening. And it does help you understand like, what are the motivations behind whatever I'm looking at? Is it solely for my benefit or, you know, who is capitalizing on this? So in that way, you know, taking that break, four of swords, four of cups is like perfect for that. You know, be receptive to the world around you. It will, it will be there when you come back 24 hours later <laughs> or however long you want to take this. Take it, take it and run with it. I probably will only do one day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I could do a social media detox for a year, I would. <laughs> that's that's my introverted energy. Um, Holy shit, again, that would be crazy. Honestly, I've actually did it almost very close to a year in twenty eighteen. Actually, yeah, for Come sure. On. And it it was so liberating. Like when I tell you, oh. granted, there was an it was this notion of like, what is everyone doing? I I sort of want to be the in the know, but I really was able to become so present in what was happening in my life. And some of my greatest memories of my time here on this earth came during that time when I was completely disconnected and off the grid. But again, me being a cancer. That could also be very problematic because we go into ourselves and that level of disconnection can literally create even more chaos. So be careful depending upon your personality. Like, you know, social media isn't a mental, it doesn't play mental trickery on everyone. For some people, it's just, it keeps you connected, you know, but just in this time of of stillness and gaining wisdom and applying that wisdom, just take the opportunity to really replenish and detox and determine where you're giving your energy for the sake of your overall happiness. Yeah. That's a great point too. You know, just taking what works for you. And the point of this is to take a break, take a breather, you know, and be more receptive instead of more reactive or like overconsumption. 
I, as you all know, am a Gemini with the Gemini Mercury and it does not work for me to be disconnected. <laughs> I, but I really crave connection. That's how I learn. I'm, I'm 99% extroverted as I'm sure you can also tell. So there's an element to me that if I go too far, I certainly relish the days where I am alone, but that is just purely so that I can come back stronger with more energy, like in the next hour or the next day. So for me, it's just more so necessary because you can't be engaging 24 seven. Yeah. But yeah, take it, take a look at your own chart, you know, and specifically look at your mercury sign. That is the sign of how you think and how you communicate. And that's an important one for processing information and how you engage with other people. So if you're an air sign, Mercury, most likely you're similar to me and, you know, you engage and learn by talking or like consuming information, reading, listening to podcasts, whatever it is for you. It does not overwhelm me to have a lot of information. At a certain point, there's a tipping point, but if I'm like really interested in the topic, I go ham. For the water mercuries, you are feeling your way through it. Yes, it would really behoove you to take your time away. Like Erica said, you know, a year did not phase her away from social media. I would like literally die. <laughs> I would just feel like, oh my God, I don't have my people, especially a year like this year. And we don't really have that luxury, you know, like connection is now digital. So that is what it is. But yeah, for you, Mercury, water Mercury's, you are very empathic. You have an ability to understand what someone's intentions are behind what they're saying and behind, you might even be able to read minds a little bit. So there is this element there that Erica's a great judge of character. Like <laughs> she's very perceptive in ways that I don't see. And so that makes us a good yin and yang here, obviously. If you've got a fire mercury, you know, that will flare up, flare out. Your interest in things will burn bright, could be very funny, you know, very like quick. What you'd have to pay attention to is temper and, and just the processing of information. Am I reacting to this because of my own triggers or like, what is the like, how am I processing this? Is this really a me thing or is this a past thing or whatever it is? I love a fire mercury for the sheer fact of like understanding what needs to happen next. So they would not want a ton of information on a subject. They would want the need to know. And then like, how do I move forward? And earth mercuries are very methodical. They do enjoy like having information, but only so that like a data set, for instance. So they're going to be interested in hitting the same points potentially with everyone that they meet. Like, I don't know, if, I know a few Virgo mercuries and they like always ask kind of the same questions of people like fantastic interviewers because they have like really good memories and they like go through their mode I think with the earth mercuries what you have to watch out for is adaptability so mercury moves really fast and earth moves slow or doesn't move at all so allow yourself the time you need to process information and just recognize when you're being a little bit of a stick in the mud just to be a stick in the mud but no shade uh, you know we need us all and also just a, a tip for those, the more introverted crowd, the, the individuals who don't necessarily, who, who can participate in the social media past one day into months and years. The beauty of that for 
our kinds of personalities or signs is we really are able to tap in to spirit in silence, right? Like one thing I cannot stand is when the TV is on and the radio is on and people are talking at the same, like it literally freaks me out. It's like complete overwhelmed energy. Like I, I literally can, I can no longer think when there's too much noise, how can I hear God? Like, how can I hear spirit? How am I going to be directed if things are too loud? So other than it being a part of my personality to just be a little bit more quiet and introverted and also for the fact the simple fact that I'm observing, right? I sort of, I, I'm, I, I'm tapping in telepathically to people's energies and assessing how I feel and if I'm comfortable. But it's, it's also this energy of how can I hear spirit if things are too loud? How can I hear my higher power if I'm glued to my phone? How can I sit and and listen to my intuition or know when my mind is speaking versus my intuition is speaking if I'm not sitting in like mounds and mounds and mounds of silence. So for those like who are similar to me, just know that it's it's a part of our life to sit in silence. Like our friends have to understand this. Our partners have to understand this. Our family members have to understand this. Like it's not personal and it's not that we don't love you. We adore you. But at the same time, like we're talking to our guides and and our higher power all the time that like, if you're talking to us too, how can we hear? But then also we have to do a better job of involving the people in the 3D realm, our friends and our family into our spirit world, because then we can sort of get lost in the wind or lost in, in the veil. Um, so it's definitely a balance that we have to, to a delicate balance that we have to tread. Just know that like going inward and taking this social media fast. And if you find that you really enjoy it and that you've, you heard something, try to take this idea of the fast into your everyday life. Maybe you fast once a week, once a month. And uh, I promise you, your, your connection to your higher power, your connection to your spirit guides, your connection to your tarot cards will grow immensely because then you're able to consistently differentiate voices. I was going to ask you that and you sort of touched on it, but how frequently do you, you sit with just yourself? All the time. Like, like I, I'm, day. yeah, every, every single day I can sit with myself for at least maybe eight hours before I really need to reach out to someone. Yeah. Wow. Oh, 100%. And I, and I love it. Like this, it is literally my life. I can go, I stopped watching TV when I was like, my, in high school, like one day I, I told my mom, I was like, you can take the cable out of my room. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I just, I just want to, I enjoy sitting in silence. And, and now she tells, my mother goes around telling people that Erica doesn't watch TV. <laughs> and it's true. If I find myself in front of a television for too long, like I, I get drained because I need, I can't hear, I can't process. It's, it's taking my energy away from connecting. So yeah, I can I can sit with myself for hours, but again, it's my responsibility to tell people like, hey, like I love you and I, I'm invested in you and I'm totally invested in your struggles and your everyday and I want to listen to you, but at the same time, like I'm sort of in my zone right now. But so don't take it personally. But it's just like, you know, how can I how can I even receive messages for you if I'm not in a place of silence to receive? The, first of all, that's fascinating. I think it's just 
It's so foreign to me, but I love that you, I love that for you. Um, <laughs> I love, <laughs> well, I love that I get to learn about that from you, honestly, because I guess I have quite a few introverts in my family now that I'm thinking about it, but I think our society, I was talking about this with my brother-in-law the other day. He was saying, you know, he really has to like pump himself up to go to like, he's a lawyer. So he has to like go to like functions and stuff. And he was like, I have to like sit in the car and like hype myself up like before I go in. And I have to remind myself like, don't, you know, be blunt, like make eye contact. Like he has this like thought process that he has to run through when he's meeting new people. And I just think it's interesting, you know, we we talk about empathy all the time, like just because it's not your reality doesn't mean it's not valid. So just really understanding, like if someone's rude to you at a party or not looking you in the eye, it's not because they're an asshole. Mm -hmm. It could be because they're an asshole, but <laughs> you don't know that yet. You know, you can make that assumption as you go on in your relationship with them, but odds are they're really struggling with that social interaction and you might not be. So that's really helpful to understand. For sure. And I actually had to have executive coaching on like connecting. Like I literally went through a year of, it was for when I was working for the medical group, like how to become a better leader. And this idea of how people perceive you is the truth, you know? And if you're leading something and people think that you are standoffish and that, and that you're like really, really quiet, how are people going to rally around you? I had to like learn very simple but very important techniques to make sure that I'm consistently and genuinely engaged with a large group of people. So if I'm at a, a function and you meet me, you're like, oh my God, she is so friendly or like she's so, you know, just involved. But then you will also see me like disappear and go by the plants and go by the water for 15 minutes to and breathe and gather myself and then I can come back, right? Or I can't drink at those functions because then the alcohol is draining me. So I have to consistently drink a lot of water or I'm going to wear a very specific color to make sure that I'm not absorbing everyone's energy that is actually their energy is sort of, I guess, reflecting off of me yeah. in that way to keep my energy up so I can engage and I can be personable. So yeah, like for, for those of us who are more introverted, it's a, it's a serious struggle, but it doesn't mean, it's not an excuse to, to not be social. Like it's just, it's a part of our toolkit that you have to learn how to, to balance it, you know, but the same way for people who are super extroverted, like they, like you, I'm sure you've had to learn tools and all right, Alex, like, I got to take a step back. Like, you know, like I'm super like my energy's all over the place right now. And I can be attuned to know my audience. That, okay. Right now it's not the time or it's not right now. That energy is not for that moment. So yeah, the introverted extroverted energy, we're constant. We should have a, an episode just on that. Maybe. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I was also just thinking about like, so there's kind of two things at play here is what you're talking about is also being an empath and being intuitive. Right. And so in when you're that, I'm that, but I'm extroverted. So in the way that I can experience someone's energy is maybe like picking up on things within the span of a conversation and being observing to a certain extent. Are they uncomfortable? Are they anxious? Are they in a really bad place? There are people at a party, like obviously I can talk to anybody, but there are people at a party I actively avoid because it's like a dark cloud of an aura around them. 
and they don't get it. And I have, I have had to work on being nice and kind and sweet to everybody that I meet, no matter if that's their aura or not, because they're probably most likely not aware of it. That's how they go through their life especially if they've never worked on their aura to the extent that they walk around with like legitimately a dark cloud over them. I have not, I'm not in the corporate world anymore, but thank, and, and thank God for that because there are times where it doesn't matter. You just need to work with that person and you need to get through to that place of mutual understanding and respect in, enough to work with them. And I've always struggled with that because I'm like, well, they're not coming correct and they're bumming <laughs> me the fuck out. So <laughs> And they're rude or they're mean or like whatever it is. Like half the time, it's actually, I would say 80 to 90% of the time, it's not about me or you or whomever's in the situation that's receiving that energy. But it's still, it's hard not to like take it personally or react. So, so it's like being empathic and many of you are empathic. You just might be experiencing it in different ways. So if Erica's perceptive of something, she walks away instead of engaging with it. I might get angry or completely avoidant of yeah. that person. So it's just about how it personally affects you, you know. For sure. And it, it's also just, it's about learning your gifts. I, I swear that every listener that we have has some kind of spiritual gift. And we are sort of here to just bring it out of you. And have you become aware of what that gift is? If you are more extroverted and you find yourself at parties and you're actually like, you know, you have more of an Alex-like energy. If you're like me, who has to literally go sit by the water every 15 minutes, (laughs) you know, at a time to make sure that you are full and you can continue on. Yeah. So anyway, it's about, it's about the spiritual gift. It's about learning what it is. And this detox is a perfect way to figure out like, hey, where do I fall on the spectrum because if you really enjoyed the detox you know maybe there's an essence of you taking time for yourself and listening to spirit and constantly inviting that energy into your home and into your temple your body temple that works for you but if you find out like hey you know I'm actually not a fan and I was itching to get back on social media and connect your route on your spiritual journey will be different but it doesn't mean that we all won't get to the same place, which is just having a better and deeper connection with the universe and ultimately each other. Beautifully said. <laughs> it's it's Sagittarius energy too. So seek to explore. You can do that through books, through information. There's no no rules against connecting with people over the phone that maybe live in a different place than you do. So try to connect with your friends and family who live somewhere exotic. Maybe you can learn something about their culture that way. So yeah, that would be a good way to spend your time and your energy. I know I'm excited to like just read some books because I get distracted by my phone when I'm (laughs) reading and I can only pay attention for like 20, 30 minutes at a time, which is just unfortunate. I got to get better at that. So that's what I'm going to do on Monday. And I am just going to continue with my regular routine <laughs> because I'm, like, it's, I'm Monday never, for me. Yeah, it's, it's Monday. I'm never on social media. Maybe what I will do though, is actually turn my phone off completely that I never do. Like I'll put it in a different room, you know, I'll just walk away from it from an extended period of time, but turning off my phone makes me feel super disconnected. So maybe I will actually act as if the telephone never existed 
and it was never invented. And I may, I don't know, go outside and talk to people, like real people, <laughs> not like texting them. Yes, that's what I will do. I will go outside and talk to someone with my mask on. All right. Well, different strokes for different <laughs> folks. <laughs> She's like, whatever. <laughs> but that's a challenge. I'm for like, me, call you know? all of your friends. She's like, I'm yeah. gonna turn my phone off. Well, I hope, I hope to God there's no emergencies. People need you. I'm just kidding. I mean, everybody can can wait. I'm I'm sure. However, yeah, tell us how this is gonna go for you if you are planning on disengaging with social media for one day only on the eclipse. Let us know. We'll we'll check it uh, before and we'll check it after and see how you guys did. So yes. just let us know. As always, thank you so much for being a part of this community. We're so grateful for you. A one little note, one little housekeeping item is that Eric and I are going to take a little bit of a break from recording. So I don't think we'll be off that many weeks, maybe just one or two, just depending on, um, so probably just the week of Christmas, actually, we have something to release on New Year's for you. So just getting you geared up for that. You won't get the update that week, but we're, again, we're here for you. We're taking a little break. Yeah, for sure. And we're looking forward to the holiday season and connecting with you all. And we have a very special holiday episode that's coming up soon. So definitely look out for that. Thank you to Danielle, our editor, for consistently and always doing an amazing job. And we will see all of you or talk to all of you later. Bye. Bye.